Hey, I'm John Marr, and I'm here today with Mike Capuccio, founder of NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts with a focus on Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling products. Today we're talking about residential applications for air source heat pumps. Welcome, Mike. Hey, John. How are you? Good, thanks. So, Mike, we're going to be talking about some different maybe areas of the home or different applications for your home where an air source heat pump or a ductless uh, heating and cooling system, you know, might be useful in order to solve maybe some issues that people have uh, in their homes. Uh, so the first one is a home office. Uh, how would an air source heat pump help somebody with heating or cooling their home office? Well, I actually have uh, in my own home office at home, John. I have a system in my home <laughs> office, and you know it's it's funny because in my home office I have a you know I have a TV, I have a computer. It's hot. You know, we look at today's world, and everyone's working from home. So I mean, you know, you you put a wall mount unit on your in your office, and you know you can heat, you can cool the space. It, it basically is its own zone at that point. I mean, you can shut off the heating and cooling in the rest of the house. I mean, think about it. If you're the only one home today working and everyone else has gone off to school and you know work or whatever, and why do you want to leave the rest of the stuff on in your home to heat and cool your home that you're not even in? Big waste of money right. and you know, put the unit in the office and away you go. I actually put a black unit, the design unit, right above my black TV. It looks, it looks really nice. And I'll tell you, stays comfortable as all heck in there. Right. And like you said, more and more people are working from home now. So have you seen a lot more of these kinds of applications recently where people are, you know, wanting to put heating and cooling in their home office? Yeah. And you know, what's even funny too, John, home offices, you see a lot of funny spaces end up being a home office. I mean, it could Mm. be a back hallway. It could be, I've seen people convert their garages into home offices. Now I've seen people, you know, small areas in their basement convert into a home office. Um, you know, people taking their dining room out of their house now and making it a home office because, you know, think about it. How many times do you use your dining room in the course of a year? Maybe, you know, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas maybe. And now, you know, I've got to work, you know, five, six days a week in my home office. And, you know, so a lot of these spaces just didn't have the heating and cooling that they were needed for those spots. So uh, our Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling units are the the perfect solution for a home office. Absolute perfect solution for a home office. Our next application is a whole home. So unlike the home office where it's just one small space, you know, we're talking about heating, cooling your whole home with an air source heat pump system. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, this a lot of times with whole home, John, it's either being done on a renovation where we're going in and we're we're putting in ductwork and maybe some some wall-mounted units, some floor-mounted units. Depends on really what what the renovation might be happening or an add-on existing system that could be going into a home or it could be a heat pump that's being replaced in a home. So, I mean, a whole home solution really varies as to, you know, where the people live in the home, how they live in the home, you know, what's going on is in a renovation, is an existing home, is it, you know, an older heating system you're trying to upgrade, you know, could even be, you know, you're trying to reduce the carbon footprint, you could have oil in your home, trying to put in a whole home solution and get the rebates that Mass Save might have. It's, it really varies, but a whole home solution is something that we'd really have to come out and, you know, determine, hey, what, what are the needs of what you're trying to do in the home? But, you know, whole homes are usually a ducted unit most times. 
Right. And are people generally trying to, you know, completely replace their existing heating system or supplement their existing heating system? Yeah. Most times it's being supplemented with integrated controls. You know, I see, I'm going to probably say about 50% of whole home that you see is a ducted ductless mix where you might be putting a ducted unit in an attic to heat and cool the spaces upstairs or supplement with the existing hot water heat that you have. Uh, baseboard heat and then downstairs usually two or three wall units might get placed downstairs and get integrated into the control package that they have but you know the big beneficial thing with a whole home solution is you're zoning out your home most times when we go into a situation like that with a first and second floor they'll have one thermostat down one thermostat up and now you're, you're probably giving them you know anywhere from four to six zones of heating or cooling in the home Okay. Our next application is an all-electric home. Why, why would somebody want to you know, switch to all-electric for their heating and cooling? Well, John, all-electric heated homes are the most inefficient way to heat a home. And there, you know, there are still a good amount of homes that are out there that are all-electric homes from the 70s. That was a big push in the 70s with electric homes. Not the most efficient way. Most of them are baseboard electric heat very expensive to operate and you know you going to a air source heat pump system or a ductless heating and cooling system from Mitsubishi in a home like this you're looking at savings probably somewhere around a bare minimum of 50 to 60 percent on your heating bills and again you're not really zoning out when you do an electric home because with electric heat, you already do have zoning. You know, you'd have one strip of electric baseboard in a bedroom and, you know, one in a living room. And, you know, nine times out of 10, those all do have their own thermostat, but, you know, they're just not efficient. It's just not an efficient way to heat a home. So you're still using electricity for your, your heating and cooling. It's just that the uh, air source heat pump system is much more efficient than an, than an old style electric baseboard oh, yeah. kind of heat. The electric baseboard heat is basically like turning on 10 toaster ovens in your home all day. Right. Um, it's just, it's just a glowing red heat. That's an electric strip that's in there and it, you know, one BTU in, one BTU out is what you get from that. There's, there's nothing like the inverter-driven heat pump that speeds up and slows down and will give you the efficiency that you need. I mean, you know, we measure by coefficient of power, which, I, you know, I'd really have to get into with some slides and stuff. But I could definitely point out to someone that we're three to four times more efficient than electric baseboard. All right. Our next application is a basement. Uh, do you do a lot of uh, adding in uh, an air source heat pump or ductless heating and cooling system into a basement, especially if somebody's maybe finishing a, a basement and they want to make it into family room or something like that? Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it, John. When most people are doing a basement, they're, they're finishing or remodeling it. You know, in the existing heating system that you have in your home is nine times out of 10 is not big enough to heat and cool an additional space. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, sometimes people just put a piece of ductwork down there or something like that and say, oh, we can heat and cool it like that. But um, if you really want to make it a true livable space and be able to heat and cool it, you do it on a separate zone with, with a ductless heating and cooling unit. You can put a floor unit in, in a basement. You can put a wall unit in, in a basement. You know, there's ceiling recess units you can put in, in a basement. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. But, you know, it's pretty much, you know, these spaces are being refinished at that point. So you, you, you're going to need some kind of heating and cooling in those areas. So there's a lot of different options you can use in those different spaces. 
What are some options for you know heating and cooling basements? Well, you could put a floor mounted unit in there. You could put a ceiling cassette unit in there. Um, you could, you, I mean, you could put ductwork if you wanted to. You could run a, uh, a duck across one side of a basement. We've done that where you just kind of put one one long piece of duck across the ceiling and put some diffusers on that. Um, you could you could put multiple wall units in, in there if you wanted. I, I mean, I've seen some basements that are eighty feet long by forty feet wide. They're they're pretty mm-hmm. big. So, I mean, they, they put multiple units in the basement at different points, you know, and, you know, they might only use one side of it or, you know, they might even have a bedroom down there or something like that, that you need one unit in a bedroom in the basement. You know, I've seen basements get finished where they put, you know, an in-law apartment down there in a basement and you need to have heating and cooling in these areas. Most times more heating than cooling because they're below ground. Yeah, so they stay pretty cool anyway usually. Yeah, but some of them can be damp, and that's where the dry Mm. mode comes in handy with the basements too because it can dry the spaces out in the summertime. Right, right. So you could use it for the heating in the in the wintertime and then in the summer have it on on dry mode so that it dehumidifies. Correct. Yeah, yeah. All right, our next application is a bedroom that's too hot or too cold. You know, we've all had this issue where, you know, your bedroom might be too hot in the summertime, it's too cold in the wintertime. Maybe you only have a couple of months out of the year where you really get a good night's sleep because it's, yeah. you just can't quite get that temperature right. You know, how would uh, a ductless system or an air source heat pump uh, system come into play to, to help somebody with a bedroom that's just never quite right? I just did a job like this in Beverly a few weeks ago where a customer had, in addition, they had put on to the back of the house probably 20 years ago. I've been doing work in this home for a long time, and a customer has always said to me, this bedroom is always too hot in the summertime. It's at the end of the run of the duct work, and it's always too cold in the wintertime because I can't get the heat down here too because I only have one duck. And it just, the room was never satisfied. We went in there and we put in a wall-mounted um, FH high-efficiency unit in the peak of the bedroom. And I mean, these people are just ecstatic at how it heats and cools the space because now the bedroom is their own zone. And, you know, the, their children are gone. They're empty nesters, a um, little bit older. And basically they they turn the heating system down in their house at nighttime down to 55 degrees and they put their bedroom on 68 degrees at nighttime. And it's picking up huge savings in their, in their heating bills because they're only heating one space that they're in. And, and, you know, he said to me, says, you know what? And I'm actually comfortable when I sleep at night now I'm Mm. saving money and I'm comfortable. Right. So you win on both sides. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a variety of different things you can do for a hot or cold bedroom. I mean, you usually see this in, an area where there could be duck work in an attic and you have a long run of duck and it's just not sized properly or, you know, the attic is hot. The duck work might not be insulated properly, but I mean, I can't tell you how many homes we go into where you have that one hot bedroom or one cold bedroom and, and, you know, that could be over the garage. It could be, it could be anywhere in the home. You know, a lot of sometimes they're additions or, you know, they could be raised up off of the ground and there's cold underneath them in the wintertime. But I mean, this is a, a perfect solution to, to heat and cool a bedroom that's too hot and too cold. Our next application is a boiler heated home. Uh, what do you do when you come into a home that's already uh, heated by a boiler and, and how can a, uh, an air source heat pump system help? 
Well, <clears throat> this is a, a real another good solution, John, because this is this is one where we're seeing the integrated controls are working together in conjunction with this. This could be a gas heated home, oil heated home, propane heated home by a boiler. But, you know, this is a, a boiler heated home that has wet heat. It usually has either radiators or baseboard heat around the perimeter of the home. Nine times out of 10, it has no air conditioning. They've been using window units to cool the home. And they're looking for solutions to air condition the home. They're not really looking most times to heat the home. They're looking more to air condition it. And then the conversation is going to be about heating because now we're going to be able to, to integrate this with controls to use this for a supplemental heating source and actually leave the boiler in the home and above 30 degrees, use the air source heat pumps to heat the home. Uh, if this was a two-story home and it had an attic, we'd probably put a ducted unit in an attic, put ductwork down to three bedrooms. That could be three bedrooms. With, it could also be three separate wall-mounted or floor-mounted units as well. And you know, on the first floor, most times a couple of wall units go down there to, to heat and cool the open areas on the first floor. And I mean, you could divide this into as low as three zones or four zones up to as high as eight zones if you wanted to, depending on the units that you could use in that home. But you're usually supplementing the existing heating system with the boiler that's in the home at that point. I mean, I've seen them where we've taken the boiler out and done a full source of heat too. I'd recommend having the home insulated and tightened up as, as tight as you could before we use it as a whole source of heat. So we have to kind of take a close look at that. But, you know, there's been a lot of whole, lot of whole home heating applications with boilers. Great solution. Our next application is an exercise room. I think, you know, again, with COVID and everything, people are doing a lot more exercising at home. Maybe they're going to the gym less. Do, do you do a lot of uh, ductless systems and exercise rooms? Absolutely. I have one in my own house, John, to be totally honest yeah. with you. I have a, a wall-mounted unit in my gym downstairs in my home. I have my spin bike down there and away you go. You know, when, I mean, I have my air conditioning on on that in the wintertime. Because it gets, you know, you get, you get hot, you know, and so some, it's good because you can flip it between heating and cooling, depending on what right. you're doing in the exercise room. But <clears throat> again, I mean, that could be a ceiling recess unit, a floor mount unit. Uh, it's usually one zone. I see most times they are down in a basement area, you know, going back to that actual basement solution that we were talking about. Um, you know, this could be a, a one-off room in a in a basement where you would need to do that. So. Yeah. And like you said, but, you know, when you're working out, maybe you're getting, you know, generating a lot of body heat anyway. And you, so you maybe need a little bit more cooling and, you know, in that space or, you know, you just maybe just want to keep that room a little bit cooler than the rest of the house because you are exercising and working out. So you can do that by having a system just in that room. Yeah, exactly. What about the next one, which is a garage? I haven't really thought about, you know, heating or cooling a, a garage. Why would somebody want to do that? I see a lot of that in Florida. I see a lot of that up in Boston. I see a lot of that all over the place. And the main reason why, John, think about it. When you go out into your garage in the summertime, it's extremely hot. And you're getting into an extremely hot car. A lot of people store things in their garage now. Um, as papers, files, things like that with people working at home. And a lot of that stuff gets dried out, the corners curl, stuff like that, where you want to keep the humidity down and keep the temperature proper in the garage. And, you know, I mean, I did an installation in a garage down in Ware for a gentleman who actually had a small mechanic shop in his garage at home. 
where he, oh, sure. he, he kind of tinkered a lot. He, he had, God, the guy must have had about 15 of his own cars. He had a lot of little sports cars and stuff that he tinkered on during the day. And, you know, he just didn't want to work in a hundred degree garage in the summertime sure. all the time. So we put a unit in his garage so he could be cool while he was working. A lot of people have those kinds of like, or even like a wood shop or like someplace where they can do little tinkering around the house or something like that. Yep. They might have a little shop in their garage. And a lot of times too, for storage, if you're storing cars in your garage, mm. um, you know, and it's a hundred degrees in there, the garage gets hot, the metal doors, tend to make the garage even hotter because the sun's beating on the metal door and then that becomes a hot plate. And, you know, the, if you're leaving cars in your garage for a long period of time and you're storing them, if they're any type of antique, a lot of antique cars and stuff like that, cars people are restoring and stuff, the leather, the leather gets very um, dried out. It can crack. Yeah. The dashboards crack. The rubber starts cracking. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of, we see a lot of it in – you know, storage facilities where people are storing their antique cars a lot. They have high-valued cars. They they have to be in a temperature-controlled area. All right. Our next application is a home addition. You must see this one a lot where people put on an addition onto their home. It's not connected with the home's regular heating system, so they want to heat it in some other way, and then uh, they install an air source heat pump or ductless system for their addition. Is that uh, very common? Yeah, it's a it's an everyday application, John. You see this every day. Someone puts a you know small addition on the back of the house, side of the house, and you know there's again the heating and cooling system that's there. Most times there is only a heating system and it's a wet heating system or a ducted system or whatever it is. If it's a ducted system and you're adding another four or 500 square feet to your home, that system's not going to be big enough to handle another 500 square feet because it was probably only sized for the thousand mm. square feet that it was in. So now you want it to do another, another 30% more the system's not going to do it, you know, and then, Oh, there's a boiler in the house. So I can just add some wet heat to the, to the room. Okay. But, by the time you get done adding a zone of heat with a boiler, I mean, adding on a circulator pump, adding a thermostat, having a plumber come in and do it, we're going to be at probably less or the same amount of money as a plumber to do this work. And you're going to have air conditioning and you're going to have heating and you're going to have your own separate thermostat in your own separate zone. You know, you, most times you're going to you're going to save money and you, you're not going to be uncomfortable either at that point. Our next application is a home needing better efficiency. I mean, efficiency is so important now. Everybody wants to be more green and use use less fuel. Obviously, people want to pay less as well. You know, how efficient are air source heat pump or ductless systems? Well, I see a lot of homes that need better efficiency when you get into. I'll give you an example. I went to a Victorian home in Somerville a few years back. It was about probably ten to twelve rooms in the house. Gentleman had eight window air conditioners in his home. Oh, wow. Um, all plugged in, all on 15 to 20 amp circuits. I mean, just do the math on that. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's a lot of energy that they're using to air condition the home. They're the most inefficient way to air condition a home where we came in and put in eight, eight zones of wall-mounted units in the home and got 50% savings just on air conditioning alone mm. and some supplemental heat you know, for efficiency in the wintertime too, where, you know, they weren't really looking for a cold climate air source heat pump there. They might've had some hot spots and cold spots, I think in the upstairs area of the home where, you know, they wanted to have some heat in there. So, I mean, I can get into it in, in different podcasts, but I can 
show you how a non-coal climate SOC pump can really heat one area if you're not using the additional units, but on and make it super efficient at that way too. So, Okay. Our next application is a home needing a quieter solution. You know, we've all had those, like you just said, those window air conditioners. And <laughs> not only are they not efficient, but they're incredibly noisy. Trying to, you put one of those in your bedroom and at night you can't even sleep because it's just so noisy and in your, or you have it on in the living room and you can't even, you have to turn the TV up, you know, so loud because you can't even hear the, the TV or what's being said because the air conditioners running and how quiet are um, air source heat pump duct ductless systems? Oh, it's, it's like a human whisper, John. I can't tell you how many people we go in and, and, you know, we saw a lot of this or you still do see a lot of this in these split level homes where people will cut a hole in the wall and they'll put a big unit in the wall, maybe like a 36,000 BTU wall mounted air conditioner into the wall. And mm. I mean, it, basically sounds like a, a car running in your living room when it comes on when the, right. when the compressor comes on when the fan comes on every you know everything that is in a, a 36,000 BTU air conditioner that sits outside your house is in your wall right now and it's very very loud you can't like you said you can't hear the tv you can't hear yourself think you know and then you know they then wall units in the bedrooms uh, in the baby's room and the compressor's coming on and off the baby can't sleep they're getting up crying and you know, I mean, I, I, wall units or window units in the summertime, it's just, it, it, it's just very loud, inefficient. Never mind the, the rumbling that it, it causes sometimes in the windows and the window frames and the walls and people definitely looking for quieter solutions too. You know, I mean, when, when you're working, I mean, I, I had one lady tell me, you know, she was working in a, in a home office with needing a quieter solution where, she was trying to do her Zoom meetings during the day, and it was a very small office where she had a window unit in there, and she couldn't even talk in the Zoom meetings because the window unit was so loud. Yeah, so whether it's a home office or a bedroom or a living room or, or wherever, it just uh, it's yeah. those those window air conditioning yeah, units some, are so loud. Some people are just so sensitive to sound too. You know, like some people are very you know they're they're down and out sleepers and some of them are light sleepers you know and mm. if you're a light sleeper with a with a with a window unit you're waking up every time the compressor comes on right all right the next application is a home without ductwork so if you don't have any ductwork in your current home how can a a, a ductless system help with that oh we've been doing that for years john <laughs> at least 30 years now you got you know homes without ductwork as where it thrives it's it, where the where the road meets the rubber it's just no duck work duckless works we can put duck work in too we can put duck work in an attic we can put duck work in a basement it's usually where you have wet heat you know boiler or steam and you know we're coming in and supplementing that or, or removing it at sometimes you know removing radiators and putting in you know floor mount units in there with homes with no duck work replacing radiators with floor mount units and putting ductwork or putting ceiling recess units in, in the top floors and the, in the first floor. It's, it's just, it's the sweet spot for our product. That's all I can say. Right. right. So you can add ductwork with an air source heat pump system, or you can add uh, those, those wall mounted units or a combination of those. Yeah. Yeah. You can do wall mount, floor mount, ceiling recess. There's, there's so many varieties of what you can use when, you know, when you don't have ductwork, because some people that do have ductwork, already 
and are upgrading to something, they, you know, they want to try and reuse the existing vents that are in the house. And, you know, sometimes those, that ductwork isn't even efficient. It's, it's leaky. It's old. It's not insulated properly. And the, the, the duct loss, the, the air through the duct loss is, is awful sometimes where you actually have to have the ductwork sealed and the cost to have the ductwork sealed sometimes costs more than just putting in a ductless system. Mm. All right. Our next application is an oil, propane, or gas-heated home. Uh, tell me a little bit about, again, how air source heat pumps, ductless systems can you know, either replace or supplement a, a traditionally heated home. Well, this is big this year, John. As you know, we we've spoken about it in prior podcasts. You know, with the 2022 rebates with Mass Save right now with oil, propane, or gas heated homes, there's big rebates for these homes right now. We're trying to make them, you know, reduce the carbon footprint. Trying to get the air cleaner. Trying to do everything. Trying to remove some of these systems in homes right now. And I think you're going to see over the next 10, 15 years, this is going to be an obsolete type of way of heating a home where we're coming in and, you know, if there is a, a an oil tank in the home and a lot of these tanks are being removed, people are insulating their homes, spray foaming their homes or whatever, and making them a lot more tighter, a lot more efficient and adding in an air source heat pump to heat and cool that home. These are whole home solutions that, you know, we're going in and doing now. You're seeing a lot of these, you know, being retrofitted now as we're moving forward with the cost of fuel. I mean, you know, looking at the cost of oil, the cost of propane. I mean, oil's up 40% this year. Propane's up 12%. You know, gas is even up. Gas is up 50%, believe it or not. Mm. So, I mean, when you're looking at the ways to heat your home, I mean, you've, you've got to look at the air source heat pump too as well. All right. Our next application is a room over the garage. You know, a lot of people have, maybe their garage has, has a very high ceiling that they could add a second floor onto and put a staircase up to it, or maybe it's already built that way, but they're just using it for storage and it's not really finished. They want to finish it, maybe make it into a bedroom or even like a family room or a playroom for the kids or something like that. You know, where does the uh, ductless system come into play in a room over the garage? Room over the garage is usually, <clears throat> you're going to see that like, you know, we were talking about earlier, John, it's more and more people staying home, living in their homes. Any any type of square footage they can gain is, is going to create more value in the home too. So um, you see a lot of rooms over a garage sometimes where they have a big peak where the walls then come down and they go to a shot knee wall. Maybe there might right. be like a four foot knee wall and you know, the ceiling is kind of peaked up where a floor mount unit is a, a perfect solution for a room over a garage. Or the peak over the window is where a nice wall mount unit can usually be hung over the window. And a lot of times when you're building these rooms is when we want to come in or when these rooms are under construction so we can get the piping into the walls so you don't have to see things on the outside of the home. But, you know, most times you're going to see a room over a garage is going to be a floor mount unit in the knee wall and going out to the outside of the home to the outdoor condenser. So a uh, perfect solution Do a lot of them. Okay. Our next application and the last one that we'll talk about is a, a sunroom. Uh, you know, sunrooms are often just, you know, kind of like one or two, maybe three seasons, uh, but you really, it's just too cold to use like in the winter. Do, do you see uh, air source heat pumps being used in oh, sunrooms yeah. a lot? Yeah, it's, it's probably one of our biggest sellers, John. Ductless mini splits with sunrooms is that's where you, you know, you're coming in because again, now, a sunroom is supposed to be a three-season room. 
Most times it's only a two-season room, John, because it's so hot in the summertime they can't go out there from the sun. It becomes a solarium right. sometimes, and then in the wintertime it's too cold. So it's a it's a two-season room. It's spring and fall is really all, right. is all we're using it for now. You know, we really can't use it for the additional time. So it's either it's freezing in the winter or it's boiling hot in the summertime. So, we, you know, cooling a sunroom is a floor mount unit. Most sunrooms only have three walls. You know, they're built usually onto the back of a home where a mm-hmm. floor mount unit or a wall mount unit goes into there. It's very hard to try to get ductwork into those spaces. So you, you, you got to, it's usually, it's most times it's a floor or a wall mount unit that would go in there when you're cooling a sunroom. You know, a lot of these rooms, you know, they're very, very, like I said, they're, they're, they're very hot in the summertime and extremely cold in the wintertime. So it's, how do I air condition a sunroom in the summertime? You know, you need air conditioning. All right. Well, there's a whole lot of applications here. Can you kind of sum it up for us in terms of, you know, how air source heat pumps, ductless systems are used for just all of these variety of different uh, residential applications? John, I'm going to sum it up like this. Any space that you have in a home, whether it's the whole home, the addition on a home, the front of a home, the back of a home, the sunroom on a home, we have a solution to heat or cool that area or that whole entire home. All right. Well, that's really great information, Mike. Thanks again for speaking with me today. Thanks, John. And for more information, visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387. 